You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. In the last episode, Jeremy Ellen shares how he took lead quizzes from zero to over 100,000 in monthly recurring revenue in less than one year. Welcome, welcome, everybody. We have an amazing guest today. His name is Stu Heineck, and he is a Wall Street cartoonist. He's a Wall Street Journal cartoonist, Hall of Fame nominated marketer, best-selling author of How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, and the president of Cartoon Link and Contact Incorporated, which is DBA Contact, you know, dedicated to producing unfair advantages for B2B clients using contact marketing as a fusion of marketing and sales that supports account-based marketing strategies by enabling reps to connect with virtually anyone. Now, that was a mouthful, and I want to welcome you, Stu, and thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me on. What a pleasure to be on your new podcast. This is very cool. Yeah, I'm excited. You and I connected because I read your book and, you know, we connected on LinkedIn, started a little bit of a dialogue, had a conversation and it really just hit it off. Your book really resonated with me. We have a lot of things in common. So we're going to unpack this today. We're going to, we're going to try to get some really good tangible nuggets some some things that you guys, the listeners can walk away from. So in order to tee it up, Beyond book sales, obviously we know we're you're selling that book, and we're going to talk all about that. Tell us what your company does and how your business generates revenue. Well, yeah, I mean, and I always find that the simplest explanation is the best. When someone says, "What do you do?" or "What does your company do?" and what we do is we help sales reps or sales teams break through to their top accounts and prospects. That's it. Yeah, perfect. So, how yeah. does that work as a business model for you? Well, a couple of things. I mean, some clients want want us to act as their agency. And uh, so we produce contact campaigns. I mean, I, I, it's the thing is I interviewed people for the book and I asked them, how are you breaking through to your top accounts, your top prospects, people who are impossible to reach and was getting all these great stories. But then I, everyone I asked, you know, I'd say, well, by the way, is there a name for this? What, what are we doing? What, what is this called? And no, no one had a name for it. So, so in how to get a meeting with anyone, the book, I gave it the name contact marketing. So anyway, I'll be talking about contact marketing and you won't be scratching your head saying, well, wait, what? <laughs> so that's what it is. But Perfect. So some clients want us to provide full agency services. We're glad to do that. A lot of times it involves my cartoons. They're a great device for breaking through. Other clients are have a slightly less appetite or smaller appetite and budget. And so they're looking for consulting help. So we, we or I really I should say, I help them with, designing their campaigns from a strategy standpoint, and I guess probably from a strategy and creative standpoint. And then all the way down to, we, we do a little bit of training. We should be doing a lot more of that. I look forward to doing more of that in the coming year. And then finally, just selling the book. The book is, the book is really helpful. The book has been literally, you know, when you, when you write books, God, you, in my case, I wrote How to Get a Meeting with Anyone essentially in my basement. It's, you know, it was a studio set up in my basement. And you think, well, you know, I hope that the, I hope people like the book, but what you really hope is that it changes people's lives by, because they've read it. And that's what's been happening. People have been reading the book and they've been getting in touch through with me through LinkedIn and saying, hey, I read your book and 
I just have to tell you the story. And these, the stories are amazing. These things that they're, that, that are happening because they're now breaking through to their accounts and to their top prospects is really amazing. It's just wonderful me to, for, for me to, to see these comments. So it's really on all of those levels that we're, we're dealing with clients and really non-clients. I would just say clients and readers. Perfect. So tell us, are you able to share any of the clients you work with? I mean, are some of the ones you've worked with in the past? God, I am under NDAs for whenever we work with, um, with agency clients. Gotcha. Are they, are a lot, are a lot of them, are you, are your typical clients more fortune 1000 companies, medium sized companies or small businesses? What, where do you have a tendency to fit best or service best or work the best? Well, you know, we hear from a lot of all kinds of clients and I mean, we get all kinds of clients. Some of them are very small. There are two gentlemen I'm thinking of right now. It's just two gentlemen, and they're they're looking to pull in new people into their mastermind groups, and and then all the way up to Fortune 250 clients. And I think the thing that I mean for me that as, if we're talking about agency services, my preference is to find very large clients because when we have a huge sales force that we're helping break through, then the traction in that in that instance is just incredible. It's just huge. Yeah. It changes. I mean, it, it, it produces millions and perhaps even billions of dollars in yeah, new sales. It, it can really move the needle for sure when you got yeah. a larger group, for sure. Okay, yeah. so I read your book and I absolutely loved it. It's an awesome book. I highly recommend it to any entrepreneur or salesperson or marketer. And in the book, there were a ton of examples and case studies. What I really want to do and what I think our audience would really enjoy is to try to unpack some of those more successful and creative campaigns. And maybe if you're game for it, maybe we can even talk about uh, the other side of the coin where they, maybe they didn't work out quite as well. So why don't we talk about some of the successful or super creative ones, um, whether you highlighted them in the book or you've just heard about some of them recently or you've used them. Let's talk about that a little bit. I know there were so sure. many great examples. <laughs> there are so many. They're incredible. I mean, the, the audacity and creativity out there is incredible, you know, in terms of what people are doing to, to create connection. Well, let's talk okay. about yours first, how you use okay. cartoons. That's a, that's a really, really cool one. And I think that's an, a, one you've really kind of originated and, and made your own and were super creative in yourself. So let's, let's talk about that one for a second, how you sure. use your cartoons. Sure. Well, you know, I go, we go way back to the beginning of my career when uh, I wanted, I knew, you know, I just come out of college and while I studied marketing, I was also becoming a, a published cartoonist just separately. And I wanted to mix the two. I wanted to mix cartooning and marketing. And so, and I wanted to do it in, when I came out, direct marketing was huge. It was just, and particularly for, for magazine publishers. And I love publishing as well. So, okay. So I thought, great. What I want to do is I want to create direct marketing campaigns for publishers, for the, you know, the big ones, Time Inc. and Condé Nast and Harvard Business Review, Forbes and so on, Wall Street Journal. And so my first two assignments were for Rolling Stone and Bonavitee magazines. And these were little mail campaigns that used cartoons as the engine, sort of the device to get people into the, just to pay attention to it, but then also to pull them into the, into the piece. So these, and when you create a direct mail campaign, what you're really doing in, in that, at that level, what you're really doing is creating a test campaign. So they're going to test whatever it is that you produce for them, create for them against their control, their their control, you know, in statistics, you always have a control group that you measure against. In direct marketing, the control is the most effective thing they've ever mailed. And so you're going up against the champ, really. And what I found is that 
the first those first two assignments, the one for Rolling Stone and Bon Appetit, both beat their controls. That's like a rookie walking onto onto a baseball field in the major leagues and hitting two grand slam home runs. It's huge. So I thought, okay, great. Now what I want to do is I want to spread this to the rest of the publishing industry. And so what that meant was I needed to reach about two dozen people who, you know, these are the VPs and, and directors of circulation and, and consumer marketing at, again, these, these really elite Manhattan-based media companies, Time Inc., Time Warner, which became Bonnier, and um, CBS Publications. And, and I've named a bunch of these already. So you, know, you, you get this, the, the gist of it. These are really tough people to reach. And, and I thought, well, you know, I know in, in direct marketing, they say that if you get a 1% response rate, you're doing really well. That's a great response rate. Actually, there is no such number, but that's what we keep hearing or kept hearing. So, and really, if you think about it, if I'm going to put together a campaign to connect with those 24 people, a 1% response rate would have, I mean, that would be disastrous. That'd be like, I, I got close to reaching one of them, but didn't, you know, it <laughs> doesn't even happen. So, and, and I was thinking, well, even the 10% response rate, I could I wouldn't, I, I couldn't even tolerate that. I thought what I really want is a hundred percent response rate. And, and, and I thought, yeah, well, anyway, let's see what happens. So the campaign I put together was an eight by 10 print of a, one of my cartoons. All of my cartoons or most of my cartoons anyway, in marketing are personalized. So they're written to be about the person I'm sending them to. And so, you know, an eight by 10 print of a personalized cartoon print. And then, and then a note with it saying, this is the device I just used to beat the controls for Rolling Stone and Bon Appetit. And, you know, I think we should put this to the test for your titles. Let's connect. Well, you know, I just mentioned a couple of metrics. What do you think that produced? I'm just curious what you might think it might it, it produced, Dennis. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have little or no experience in direct mail, but 10%, I think it would have been a win, but I'm sure it's much higher. It's 100%. So 100%, 100%. of those 24 contacts responded, you got into a dialogue and then, you know, you, well, you I, not only did, did, did I connect with them, but they all became clients. It was a hundred percent conversion as well. That's amazing. It launched my business and it was from a campaign to 24 people. It cost me about a hundred bucks. And that is sort of the, that's sort of the, the, the gist of contact marketing. These are, these are campaigns. I guess I spent a lot per person, I guess you could, in a direct marketing sense, I spent a lot per person, but not really. It's like, what is that, $2.50 or something? I mean, right, and they generated millions. They generated millions. Yeah. And so look at that also. I went out to a very small audience. I spent a lot, I suppose, per person. You can spend a lot more than $2.50, as we'll, we'll discover here in a few moments. But I spent a lot per person, I suppose, but not a lot. Yeah. I mean, not a lot in terms of a budget. Yeah. And it produced this huge ROI. Yeah. And you that's talk what about ROI. marketing keeps doing over and over and over again. Yeah. That's what drew me in. So, you know, I love that example where you use your cartoons and you customize them by the campaign. And, and I think that would be a real attention getter for sure. If I were to get it, I would, I mean, I, it would make you stand out from the crowd. No questions asked. So why don't we talk about another campaign, whether it be one you've done for a client or whether it's one in the book. You know, talk about, let's unpack one more, you know, we're, sure. we're gonna, probably going to run a little bit short, but talk yeah. about one more and then we'll continue moving through the process here. Sure. Okay. Well, so, you know, there's one that I don't want to keep talking about mine, but what's really interesting is what everyone else is doing. I think to me anyway, it is so, and there are so many stories, but I'm just going to pick one. Uh, Dan Walsh, but I don't know if you know, Dan, he's, he's a top sales blogger and um, I've heard of him. And, and, I don't know him. Yeah, I have heard of him. He's an amazing guy. He has, um, a blog called Edgy Conversations. He wrote a book also, same name. 
and he's an, an ultra competitor. So he runs 100-mile races and wins. This guy's amazing. And what he does, though, for a living is he's a turnaround specialist. And he shared with me a really, really interesting process for how he connects with the CEOs of these companies that are in trouble. So what he does every morning is he looks through the business, business news looking for stories of missed earnings estimates. And when he finds one, he has this beautiful sword made up. And this, these swords are made by the, the prop maker who made all the swords for the movie Gladiator. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That movie? Love that movie. Beautiful swords. They're incredible. So, you know, full-size swords. I'm holding my hands out so you can't see it. But they're about four feet long. You know, they're just, they're huge. And they're, the blade is inscribed with the CEO's name. And then one of Dan's sayings, if you're not all in, you're not in at all. And then it's placed in this beautiful wooden box, felt-lined wooden box, with a handwritten note. And handwritten notes seem to play, uh, play a, a big role in a lot of these contact marketing campaigns, which makes a lot of sense, actually. Anyway, it's a handwritten note, and it says, hey, I, I, you know, business is war, and I noticed you lost a battle recently. And I just want to let you know, if you ever need a few extra hands in battle, we've got your back. And he didn't put his logo on it. You know, there's none of those things that we think we should be doing to brand ourselves or brand our companies. There was none of that, which means there was actually huge branding in, in, a, in a sense, because the CEO is getting it and saying, who the hell is this guy? And, wow. Look, look at this. I love the way this guy thinks. And in fact, Dan reports that he gets 100, essentially 100% response rate to those pieces as well. What's interesting is he spends $1,000. Those things cost a lot. He's putting a lot of investment into this person that he's reaching out to. Right. But, but these, think about it. I mean, if he does 10 and it costs him $10,000, one client out of those 10 is far going to surpass that $10,000 investment. Still a huge ROI. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and, yeah. So which, which is exactly what happens. And so, you know, there are just a lot of really interesting ways that people are reaching out with, with similar stories of just cleverness and audacity. I mean, your podcast and any podcast is going to be a great device for meeting and connecting with a lot of people, creating great connections with a lot of really interesting, important people. Video is being used in some incredible ways and research. And, you know, one of the things that you offer through, through your podcast is exposure, media exposure. That's a great one. There are a lot of really interesting gifts of all kinds. There are all sorts of interesting approaches. No to question. Reaching out to people yeah. who are important, very difficult to reach. Absolutely. And you have your radio show, Contact Marketing Radio, right? That's another great yes. resource. You were kind enough to have me on your show. I absolutely loved it. I listened to a bunch of episodes. You do a great job with that. So that would be something I would highly recommend. So okay. let me ask, let me flip it really quick here. Everyone trips and falls and not everyone, not everything we do is always going to be a home run. I know that that's tough for some people to swallow, but Let's take a minute. Can we talk about or can you think of a campaign that you did or that for a client or where it just didn't go as planned? It didn't really work. And maybe what you would have done differently. Could you talk to that a little bit? <laughs> well, that's interesting. I mean, the, you know, the one thing that comes to mind is I was I, I met with a bunch of publishers one during this one trip to New York and came back. There was a lot of interest in, in this new thing that I was proposing. and. So I, I wrote a proposal for one of the publishing companies, and I knew really that this this proposal would would fit for the rest of them. But I said things, I, you know, I, I talked about a way that we could sell prints of the cartoon that we're using in the in the direct mail piece to as a way to offset the the uh, the, the cost of the campaign, therefore bringing the cost of the campaign down and the cost per piece and so on, and which would have been great, except that I forgot to change the company name, <laughs> where I'd said and imagine. 
all this money coming into Times Mirror Publishing to offset the cost of your campaign. I forgot to change that in the in the copy oh. <laughs> to the rest of it. So I sent one to Time Inc. and or several to Time Inc. and imagine all that money going to Times Mirror. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, I, it, that's the first one that comes to mind for contact. You know, one thing I will say is that you know where we all sell. I mean, it, whether the name or whether the word sales appears in our titles, we all sell. And to do that, we have to be able to connect with people. And then, of course, after that, we've got to be able to, you know, I don't know, convince them that, that what we've proposed, actually not convince them, really what we need to do is listen and come up with a proposal of something that, that answers their, their needs and their, their, their pain, really. But sometimes they don't move. And so I guess that's a, that's a fail as well in the sales process. You know, you've gone through all this, all this work to connect and to meet and to understand their their needs and their pain and then create a proposal and they don't act on it. I've had some fun with that though. That, that can also be really failure is always an opportunity, I suppose, but but that can be an opportunity to turn that around um, when when you see it stalling. And so I have this one this one package that I send when I've gone through that process and someone's gone cold. And God, haven't we all been we all seen that throughout our careers? Oh my gosh. But this one's really pretty cool. It has it's this print. It's an eight by ten print. It's a gicle print, so it's a fine art print of one of my cartoons, and it, it just shows this guy, he's cradling the phone with his shoulder, and he's looking through some papers, and he's saying, we like everything about your proposal except having to pay you. That's what it is. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, and that gets, I, I've got this beautiful packaging. I love the sort of the contrast between the white paper of the print and then brown craft corrugated cardboard. So all of my packaging with the cartoons uses corrugated cardboard. And so I've got this beautiful package that it gets sent in and, and I, and I include just a little note that says, Hey, sorry, it didn't work out. Maybe next time. Yeah. That's and if it. you can, and if you can make, out. and if you can make them laugh, sometimes that'll reignite the conversation. Yeah. It just breaks through, it breaks the ice. It says, Oh, what, what was I waiting for? Why was I not returning the calls? You know, exactly. Oh God, I've got to call them back. And I've gotten, I've gotten clients that way. Great. Actually. So we're going to try to wrap up here a little bit, but yeah. let me ask you this, knowing what you know now. All right. What would you do differently if you could go back and start your contact marketing business all over again? What would you do differently, whether it be your agency or your consulting business? What would you do differently? God, differently. I mean, the thing is, I think that sort of assumes that there is regret that I've not done things. We, we go through a learning process throughout our lives. So there are times when I'm saying, oh my God, if I had only known this earlier. And then I think, well, it's part of the journey we're part of my journey and it's part of the journey we're all on. But I guess probably, you know, still to answer that, you know, I just know that when you look at everything you've done, only about 20% of it was really productive. And if you knew ahead of time, which 20% that was, you'd be, you'd be a genius. But, but I think, you know, one of the things that fits into that 20% bucket is writing books. I surely wish I had started writing books earlier. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, writing books is, the, it, although if you don't write the right book, then I guess it's not going to, I mean, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone is the third book I've written. The other two, the first two didn't have the, the kind of impact that How to Get a Meeting with Anyone has been having. And I know you've got some others teed up here and we maybe we'll yeah. talk about those in future episodes. So, you know, in your book, you talk about a lot of different tools, you know, in one minute, or less, tell me what's your favorite growth tool or software that you're using these days? Well, there's one that I'm about to use, 
that I, I'm really excited about. And that's, um, that's well, I'm, I'm going to say Vidyard, but really there are other platforms as well. I'm not, I don't work for Vidyard. Right. <laughs> so Vidyard is one of those, that, and just using video in, in, that's in an email, embedded in an email, but it's personal video from, from you to the person you're sending it to, I think is really interesting. But I would also say Nimble is another one that, that I know you'd ask, ask for one. But, no, that's okay. But Nimble is another one that, I mean, Nimble is really helping me find contact information on people that I'm trying to reach. That's just, that's, I mean, it's, it's so much more than that, but boy, is it, it's really, uh, really effective at helping me find the contact information I need to break through to people. It's turning out to be a, a big, big resource in contact marketing, contacting people who are very, very important to my success. Perfect. I love it. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. How about you share one piece of parting guidance and let everyone know where they can connect with you and learn more about your book, how to get a meeting with anyone? Well, I would just say, you know, that I have an ad out that I'm using occasionally that, that says um, one meeting can make, can change everything. And I, I think that's the takeaway. You can have meetings with, I mean, you can get meetings with just about anybody, really. Uh, you know, it's just, so what, knowing that you can get a meeting with, with anyone, start thinking about who it is you should meet with, who can change the scale of your life, your career, your business, because it's possible to break through to them and it's possible to do, to do deals with them. So that would be the, the, the one takeaway, that one meeting can change everything. But if you'd like to know more, connect with me in some way, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. So it's, my name is Stu Heineck, S-T-U-H-E-I-N-E-C-K-E. You can connect with me on Twitter if you'd like, and that is by Stu Heineck, B-Y-S-T-U-H-E-I-N-E-C-K-E. So that's probably the best way to connect with me. Perfect. And what about your book? The book is called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone, and it's available at you know Barnes and Noble and, and Amazon, really any place that books are sold except the airport. Perfect. Well, I've got the hardcover and the audio book, and I highly recommend it to everyone. So I want to thank you, Stu, for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great day, and I'm sure we'll be chatting again real soon. Thanks. What a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks, Stu. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now, and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.